upon a time there was a couple who lived in one of the many mountains of san mateo rizal the man and the woman were very poor and led a very hard life but one day amidst all their poverty and hardships came a bundle of joy and happiness the man and the woman were given the gift of the birth of a big beautiful and healthy baby boy they named their newborn son bernardo carpio and he became his parents most precious treasure like any other kid Bernardo loved to play, but something was noticeably very different about Bernardo. Unlike the other kids, Bernardo had the power of extraordinary strength. <laughs> it was said that when Bernardo was still a baby, crawling on all fours, all the floorboard nails that he hooked with his tiny fingernails were pulled up from their very places. When Bernardo was still learning how to walk, any railing that he used for support were destroyed and splintered into pieces. And any time Bernardo's parents gave him a new toy to play with, the toy would break and become crushed in the palms of his small hands. As Bernardo grew up to be a handsome young man, his power doubled and increased even more. Jesus. He soon became renowned, not only for his power of extraordinary strength, but also for his dashing good looks. Furthermore, Bernardo possessed great courage and bravery that were second to none. Everybody knew that Bernardo could easily beat any man, so no one would dare face Bernardo Carpio in a match of strength and bravery. Not like other typical guys, Bernardo was not interested in merriment, social gatherings, and other festivities. The loveliness of all the beautiful young women in his town did not appeal to him. What really captivated Bernardo was the forest. Bernardo found his real happiness in the forest, the part where the trees were the thickest and the densest was where he often stayed. That's where he spent most of his time and sought the company of his close friends and the animals of the forest. In the forest that Bernardo frequent, li, frequented lived an enchanted creature. This enchanted creature was a very big and strong male. However, this creature also had the ugly manner in, of envying and causing harm to others. The enchanted creature had seen Bernardo many times during the innumerable visits that he had made to the forest. It didn't take long before the begrudging and hateful enchanted creature got wind of Bernardo's fame for extraordinary strength. The enchanted creature was sure that the young man would be no match against his own power and strength. One day, the enchanted creature waited for Bernardo to come into the forest. As soon as he saw Bernardo, he immediately challenged him to a duel. Bernardo was not one to back down from any fight, so he accepted the challenge right away. So the two fought. It was followed by many different battles in which both of them made use of their power and great strength, and every single one of them, the enchanted creature lost. They separated after a long and arduous battle. The creature left, but not without hatred in his art, in, in his art for the one that defeated him. He waited for the right time and the right opportunity to exact revenge for the shame and the loss that he had suffered in his hands. When the enchanted creature was able to chance upon Bernardo once again, he invited him to a hidden area of the forest. In that area were two enormous slabs of stone that were positioned on either side of the place. In the middle of two, those two stone slabs was where the enchanted creature dwelled. The creature told Bernardo to go ahead and enter the place. And as soon as Bernardo entered the spot, 
in the center between the two stones, the creature vanished, and suddenly the slab started to fall towards Bernardo. Using his extraordinary strength, Bernardo fought against the stone's massive weight and size to prevent them from crushing him. And now, according to the elders, Bernardo Carpio is still in the same place, holding those two stones. Every time an earthquake occurs, it is said that it is because of Bernardo Carpio moving and wishing to break free. And that is the story of Bernardo Carpio, which is a Filipino mythology. And one thing that's very interesting about this story that I may point out is that the name is a Spanish name. I'm going to get into more about this version of the story that I just told because it's a little different than stories that I've read later. But this is an interesting one because our topic today kind of fits within the story we told. Yo, 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 what up? It's the Art Pros, your favorite podcast by this name. There's another one. Um... That was a beautiful story. It's his feats were Herculean. Yeah. Bernardo um, Carpio. Bernardo. Bernardo Carpio, everybody. So today we're going to be talking about something that Renz and I have been doing nearly 50 years of research on combined between the two of us. It's a very serious topic. They say talk about what you know. We figured today we'd talk about male privilege. Um, and before I continue... You are listening to the Art Pros Podcast. You can find us on www.artprospodcast.com. I'm Renz, and this is Gage, and we are here to engage you all to, um, you know... Why are you being so soft, man? Things. What the fuck? I'm trying to be sultry. Listen. I'm trying to pretend. Look, we're men, (laughs) all right? So what we're supposed to be are these massive hulking beasts of men like bernardo carpio were supposed to be aggressive able to take charge in any situation uh leaders right that's what that's what we've been told so you know when we when we're doing today's podcast we're gonna try and hit you with that oomph with a with a right hook and a left hook yeah high energy high testosterone i'm i'm sweating because it's so hot in here with all this uh male energy that we've got between the two of us Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Standing at a minimum of 11 feet combined between the two of us. Mm-hmm. We're the manliness example. We're the manliest example of a podcast about art you can think of. The art bros, you might say. Two Filipinos in a trench coat. <laughs> nah, I mean, it's it's that story is pretty interesting. He's like the strongest guy, and like that's all he's got going for him. That's really weird. Well, here's a little bit more backstory about uh, Mr. Bernardo Carpio. The name is in Spanish because that is the last name that anybody can remember from that mythology. And it just so happens to be Spanish. Now, I read online that that name existed and that character existed before the Spanish, but it was lost. So what happened was... The current mythology says instead of a mythical creature, it was actually like a Spanish priest that somebody had called because they were afraid of Bernardo to like trick him and give him this magical talisman that made sure that he was stuck between these two mountains. And that, along with our topic today of male privilege, masculinity, strength, power, 
um, is the opposite because that actually symbolizes the oppression that the nation felt when he was chained by this magical talisman from a Spanish priest in between two stones. All he could do, the, the, the power that he had left was to, to shrug and, and try to escape. And it caught, and they say that every time an earthquake happens, it's because he's trying to escape. That's deep. Tough dude. Tough. 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 Why do you think all these uh, stories of these strong men that you hear are uh, men? What? Um, because, man. Do men men are men are strong. Men are very strong. <laughs> men can, you know, with enough adrenaline and testosterone, uh, a a very strong man can hit up to 70 home runs in one MLB season. <laughs> a very strong man can lift um a jeep from the front fender, you know. Oh yeah. With pure leg strength. So is that what it means to be a man? Is to be very physically strong? I think what it means to be a man is to um, impress people with your physical prowess. Oh, yeah. And, and your, um, your, your stubbornness to back down from anything. Yeah. You don't want to quit. Yeah, no, you like can't quit. Up. No. No, you can't even rest. Actually, you know what it means to be a man is it means to never ask for directions. <laughs> You need to know everything as soon as you wake up. In fact, when I wake up every morning, I don't even put my clothes on because that's not a manly thing to do. My clothes just somehow end up on me. <laughs> um, it's great. It's great. And I look to my left and I look to my right at the many beautiful women and my cars and my, my valuables, all these things that I've worked my whole life for and I have by virtue of being a man and I just think... This is my right. This is how it should be. This is what, what being a man means. If you want to know the cliff notes of masculinity, being a man, look up uh, the most manly man in America, Dan Bilzerian. In the world, maybe. Who's that again? I know Dan Bilzerian. I know the name. I can't remember. Oh, he's uh, very manly. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. So Dan Bilzerian is the son of this person who. Somehow got extremely rich, and now Dan is rich. People say that the his father got rich because he was a criminal and like lied and cheated his way to a ton of money. Okay. Dan uh, now has inherited that money, and he just if you look on his Instagram, he lives his life like a man. He, he oh, with fast cars, hot yeah. girls, Yacht cocaine, parties. yeah, yeah, dude, champagne, jet skis. Oh, dude, I think he got in trouble for throwing a porn star off of a roof because he was trying to throw her into a pool. But Fuck. Yeah, see? Man never backs down. He doesn't no. know if he could throw that porn star, but he's going to anyways because he said he could. I saw this funny video. Um, all right, this is a sensitive topic. Why? But during the... Uh, Wait, hold on. Hold on. What? We're talking about men here. All right. It's not sensitive. Um, we, can't, we basically can't feel. Oh, I mean, all right, if you're not a man listening to this, this might be sensitive. To me, I don't feel anything. I'm, you know, I'm holding it all in. One day I'm going to get a hernia, and that's going to be the manliest thing I'll ever have to deal with, and kidney stones. But 
So my point being, be careful, because this might be sensitive to you. During the shooting in Las Vegas, Dan Bilzerian, for some dumbass reason, him and his camera person, like, he, he tried to, like, rush in and film everything and pretend that he was going to save the day. Oh. And he, like, ran and hid behind these these barriers in the street. And he walked up to this police officer and he's like, yo, I need a gun. Give me a gun. I'm going to go in there. I'm trained. <laughs> and the police was like, dude, get, go away. I don't. And then he just cut it off. He was trying to be like brave, manly guy. Well, let me ask you this. You know, what's wrong with that cop? Why didn't you give Dan the gun? Yeah. You how know? many lives could have been saved if you just gave Dan Bilzerian a gun? He doesn't even need knee pads. He would have gone in there, boom, that's a real man. Dude, I, see, here's the thing. Dan shouldn't have even asked for one. No, he should have just taken it. Yeah. Like a man. Yeah. yeah. Came there flexing with the real guns. Yeah. You know, back in the day, my grandpa used to tell me, like, if you want to settle something, you do it with your, with with your, your fists. fists. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it means to be a man is mm-hmm. to get into physical altercations because there's no other way to solve issues. Yeah. Yeah. There's no other way. Yeah, forget reason. Yeah, no. Why would you do that? Yeah. You gotta lead with your, with your, uh, I don't know, with your man energy. Let me ba- ask you your this, balls. Man. How many times when you're at work, someone comes up to you, they're like, "Hey, I need you to, uh, you know, sign off on this docket," and you're like, "I don't really agree with what you guys are doing," and it has to end up with a bar fight, somehow, like just a big cloud of dust and just legs and arms punching and kicking, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Chairs breaking over people's back Heads? of the head. I mean, that's like if yeah. if life is a Quentin Tarantino film, which I'm eighty percent sure it is. That's how it should be at yeah. all times when men are involved. Sometimes you just gotta kick someone through a saloon door, you know. Obviously, mentally and physically, you know. Sometimes you gotta honk and hold the honk the the horn on your car for an extended period of time, maybe five seconds straight, like well, just to assert. I'll tell you what all my male training has taught me is that you shouldn't honk for more than three seconds because if you have to honk for more than three seconds, you should just pull out the belt. Or just, yeah, put your car in park and get yeah, out of the get car, out of car. And, and put your arms like this to the side like, like, hey, what are you doing? You know, like, like the T-pose kind of thing. There's only three words that a man needs to know according to my male privilege, and it's you want to go? <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> And for those of you who are, maybe maybe you studied English, right? You can add another phrase in that. Do you want to take this outside? But you want to go is all you need to know to be a functioning, strong man in this patriarchal society, right? Because there's no problem in the world that, you know, if it were...